Deer plugged in. You in on this? Toyota's versatile SUVs roll up their sleeves and take on tough jobs, dress up for a night out, or haul your family and friends with their spacious interiors. And they're available with some real sweet tech. Want a hybrid SUV? Oh yeah, they got those too. All with a slew of standard features so you won't break the bank. Get the juice at Toyota.com, folks. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Tuesday in the Mile High City. And what a big day it is. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason, in this audio-only pod because it's such a big day. We wanted to make sure we got to you guys in the morning. And before we jump into the podcast, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. So go check them out to see all of the hundreds of classes and programs they have to offer. My boy, Mace, how are you doing on this freezing cold day in Denver? I'm trying to thaw out, Zach. This is just, I knew it was coming. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be quite this cold. I didn't know I was going to wake up this morning, look on my phone and see minus two degrees outside. But, uh, I mean, where Aaron Rodgers has spent most of his career, at least all of his career to this point, such a morning isn't exactly abnormal. Mm, yes, it is not. And of course, Aaron Rodgers, Mace, today is a big day for multiple reasons. First, the Denver Broncos will introduce all three of their new coordinators today, Justin Out and Dwayne Stukes and Ajiro Evero today. And you and I will be there. That's why we're doing the pod audio only before so that we can make sure to give you all of the best coverage because that is coming at noon Denver time. So make sure to stay tuned to the DNVR.com. 
and at Mace Denver on Twitter and at Zach Stevens DNVR for all of those updates. And it's also a huge day because it seems as if Aaron Rodgers is going to announce his decision. And we'll get into why we think that. But really quick, uh, we wanted to talk about both sides of this because Aaron Rodgers could announce shortly after we post this podcast that he is staying, that he is retiring, that he is demanding a trade, that he wants to come to the Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett. So I want to explore all sides of this and what this means for the Broncos. And Mace, there's multiple reasons why we think a decision is coming today. The first one came yesterday when Pat McAfee, one of Aaron Rodgers' good friends, and of course, where he feels the most trusted uh, and, and most comfortable on the airwaves, uh, he announced yesterday that he was having a big guest on today. Pat knows what he's doing. Pat, Pat essentially pretty much said Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the show by saying that today. And then late last night, we have a thank you post, a grateful post, a goodbye post, a I don't know what you want to make of it post from Aaron Rodgers on Instagram where he went through and he thanked many people in his life. Uh, he talked about the good memories he's had with people in the Packers. And how did you interpret that, Mace? Well, kind of like what he said when he got the NFL MVP award uh, just before the Super Bowl. Uh you could take it any number of ways. I mean, that being said, it's hard for me to look at what he said and say he's coming back to Green Bay based on that. And, and, and there was something, there, there was some wording involved with it. Like, for example, referring to the people in the quarterback room that he worked with, including Nathaniel Hackett mm. and using the past tense saying, quote, the men I got to share the QB room with unquote talked about other teammates in green Bay quote, the role that each of you have played unquote. He referred to past and current teammates, but that could be current for just Monday and it could change on Tuesday with, and announcements. So I look at the past tense there and I think, okay, that's an end to green Bay, but then is it on to Denver or is it on to retirement? Well, the past tense of the QB room included Nathaniel Hackett, of course, as Broncos head coach. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I, and I, we're all focused on the football aspects of this, but of course, we got the news recently that uh, he and his fiance Shailene Woodley had broken up. Yep. And one of the reported reasons was that he was too focused on like on football, right? The yep. opening of his message is a heartfelt expression of gratitude and and love for Shailene Woodley. Yep. And I kind of read that Zach is thinking like maybe he maybe he's had he, not a change of heart but maybe he's kind of had a reevaluation of of his priorities and football isn't the priority it once was that maybe the relate that maybe getting Shailene Woodley back is a greater priority which would mean retirement so boom boom yeah. mace i think yeah. that you you hit it 
on the head. And really quick, he started off his post by saying, here's some dot, 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 hashtag Monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life Mm -hmm. with some pictures from the last beautiful year. And then the very first person he talks about, just like you said, is Shane Lee Woodley. He posted a picture of the two of them. One of like the the 10 pictures he posted was the two of them being together. Uh, And he didn't say like, I've really enjoyed the past year and I wish you well. No, it was very much like a, we are still in love. I still love you. We want to, I, I want to make this work with you sort of thing. And when the reports came out last week that they broke up, the reason was because she felt that he put football ahead of her. Well, Mace, there's no bigger way to put her above football after winning back-to-back MVPs and deciding to retire in order to spend time with her. So I think that right off the bat, and and I think, I think his whole message pointed to a goodbye uh, to whether it was a Packers, whether it was to football, it was a goodbye. And he didn't make it clear as to which one of those it was, but then the Shailene Woodley stuff does point to goodbye to football. And so Mace, we're going to find out in just a couple of hours, who that goodbye was to was it to the Packers was it to uh was it to the entire NFL <laughs> but let's break this down uh how it impacts the Broncos let's say he says goodbye to the Packers how does that impact the Broncos and how do you think he says goodbye to the Packers uh is it uh demanding a trade is it demanding a trade to a specific team how does this unfold on Pat McAfee's show well, it's a good question, and I'm curious as to, on this as to if he's saying goodbye to the Packers and and requesting a trade, if he has already told them or will tell them before he goes on the Pat McAfee show. Because one thing that is interesting about all this is he has spoken multiple times of an a a re built line of communication and respect uh, for Brian Gutekunst, the Packers general manager, and Mark Murphy, the Packers uh, CEO, everyone there that's running things. And because of that, if that is legit, and I believe it is, uh, certainly there's no indication that it's not, I think he would tell them before he would go tell the public, including Pat McAfee. And, and Mace, on top of that, really quick, the Packers have a press conference scheduled for tomorrow. I'm not sure what, what it's about, but it seems like it's kind of an ambiguous press conference tomorrow. So we got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers talking on Pat McAfee show today. We have the Broncos introducing their coordinators today. And then we have the Packers holding an ambiguous press conference tomorrow. That indicates to me that I think, I, I think Aaron has kept them in the loop. Yeah, it, it does. But that being said, Packers reporters have noted that uh, Gutekunst does this before the combine every year. Okay. So this is That's not fair. something unusual. Did you see David Bakhtiari's tweet this morning? I did not. Was it cryptic? Uh, it was a GIF with the um, w- with the caption, "Ah, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, this is just, we're reading tea leaves here. I mean, this, this is just, but this is just the nature of Aaron Rodgers. He likes to put things, uh, he likes to kind of put something to get everybody thinking. Of course, the other things that come into play, we know about photography and especially on, on his Instagram account. Well, last summer, of course, there was the image of 
the last dance that both he that he put out and Devonte adams put out mm-hmm. and the final post on instagram last night the final picture in that post was a picture of randall cobb and Devonte adams not flanking aaron Rodgers. Usually Aaron Rodgers stands between the two of them for the national anthem, which he showed in an earlier picture. And then the the last image was the two of them without Rodgers. That was taken before the Green Bay or the Green Bay game against Kansas City, when of course Rogers sat out after the positive COVID test. But uh yeah. Oh boy. This is yeah, there's there, there there's some there's something for everybody. But I do I do one I, I do wonder this, like with, with Bakhtiari, is it Oh shit! Here we go again, just for the drama of all this. Or oh shit! Here we go again. Is Rogers coming back? I think it's more likely the former than the latter. I think he's being a little bit playful. I mean, you you can take that anyway. Uh, the when, when I first heard heard you tell me about it, I, that my first thought was, oh no, more drama coming with Aaron Rodgers. This means that he's going to be a free agent, and man, mm-hmm. things are about to get amped up. And then when I just thought about it, you know, two minutes later. I thought, oh shit, here we go again. Like we're running it back, baby. Let's go. So you can read it anyway, but hopefully we don't have to read the tea leaves after he talks to Pat McAfee. And some of you listening, he's probably already talked to him. And so Mace, if he decides I'm going to leave the Packers, but not leave the NFL, man, this changes everything for the Denver Broncos. Heck, the Broncos may want to cancel their press conference today so that Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton can just be by the phone, maybe even fly out to Green Bay in order to to, to, to put a trade package together because you don't wait for for another team to, to swoop in. You jump on this right now. You try to get a trade done before tonight, and you make sure that the Packers know that you are going to give the best offer regardless of what other teams are offering. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. What do you really think he's going to do, Zach? Um, I think think he ends up retiring. I Mm. think that all the signs point to Aaron Rodgers hanging it up, especially, I just can't get over the fact, uh, why would he be thanking Shailene Woodley and, and talking about their love when last week they broke up because he was putting football above her? That mm. that doesn't make sense. It seems like, uh, like maybe they got back together over the weekend with the promise that I'm going to put you over football. Yeah, and he, I mean, he talked about uh, her, uh, be, her love being unconditional. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think, I think if I were betting on anything right now, it would be retirement. And I would even say, like, I kind of got, I got the retirement vibe when he spoke not only to the, publicly on the stage at NFL Honors, but from what he said in the Zoom press conference after. I, I got, I got a retirement vibe then. I get a retirement vibe above all on this. Hey, maybe I'll be wrong and. Uh, but, but either way, I mean, it's, a, it, I feel like the Broncos next few years might ride on everything that happens here this morning. Absolutely. Perhaps. I mean, it's, well, it's crazy that, that this might be, uh, that this day, February 22nd, a time when usually it's quiet, the calm before the storm of the combine could be the most impactful day, at least in terms of football that the Broncos have had since Super Bowl 50. 
Yep. Yep. It, it absolutely could be because that's just how big the stakes are for potentially landing Aaron Rodgers. So Mace, let's say he does say he wants to trade, but doesn't say to who, how many teams are the Broncos realistically competing with for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, well, you have teams that are going to manip- that are going to try to make changes and uh, manipulate things. And uh, let's let's start with one that I think is pretty obvious, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers um, mm-hmm. and where they stand. And yesterday, uh, Mason Rudolph got the dreaded over the dreaded um, vote of confidence from 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 the Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert. Did he say as far right as being- now? Yeah, like, and uh, hey, uh, we can go in and 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 win with him, but um, yeah, I, I don't buy anything into that. I, I I think that that is pretty pointless. The Steelers would have some work to a little bit of work to do. They are projected per, per over the cap being twenty eight point seven million dollars uh, uh, un, under the cap uh, with twenty five point three million of of, of effective uh, of effective cap space heading into twenty twenty two. So they could get it done. Another team that I could see jump into it, um, and they're kind of a dark horse, and we have not heard about them much, is the Miami Dolphins, who are mm-hmm. sitting on north of $62 million of cap space. The connection there, of course, is that Aaron Rodgers was interested in playing for the 49ers last year, and you see the Dolphins kind of putting together 49ers East with their offensive philosophy and of course my miami's a state miami is in a place that's a that's a very it's very attractive a state with no state income tax the 49ers certainly aaron Rodgers has a connection there being uh, you know ha- having played uh, at berkeley being a california guy and of course the 49ers were interested in bringing him in last year uh that would take some significant gymnastics uh because the 49ers right now are sitting are projected to be uh, over the cap when the league year starts by four point uh, four seven eight million. So they've got they they've got some work to do. And then of course another a, a less vibrant possibility because I don't think he would want to play for this particular coach uh, would be the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Yep, yep. And I would just throw in one more team because we've heard connections to them. That's the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they, they could be a team that's ready to win now, man. Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry and Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Oh my goodness. That yeah. would be so dangerous, but you're right, Mason. And those are all teams that uh, can give Aaron Rodgers a chance to win mm-hmm. right now. And so that's why the Broncos, uh, you hope that the Nathaniel Hackett connection can put them above other teams. And then also uh, you, you have to imagine that George Payton and from everything I believe, I do think George Payton would do everything to put together the biggest trade package for him. Yeah. And I, I should mention one more team, not that I think that they're really going to be end up being in the mix, but one team that I think will call, and that's the Carolina Panthers. And I would say, even though the Panthers have struggled for the last few years, any team that gets Aaron Rodgers becomes a contender. Yeah. Even Carolina, especially it being in the NFC with Tom Brady, likely, as it would seem, leaving the NFC South after playing for Tampa Bay the last couple of years. I could see... Them, them at least picking up the phone. There was a report yesterday. They've picked up the phone and called the Vikings about Kirk Cousins. So we know they are kind of in that mix of in, of inquiring, and they want to make a big splash. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers would want to go to 
Charlotte, North Carolina. I love Charlotte. I live there. It's great. But it doesn't seem like the kind of place that would maybe entice him like Miami or Pittsburgh with everything about the Steelers, Elon or Denver or San Francisco or Las Vegas could. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right on that, Mason. And I think if he announces today that he wants to be traded, I think there is a two to three week window when this thing officially gets done. We're not going to be waiting months for a trade to happen. I think it would be more so days or just a few weeks. I think that that this would be wrapped up for all parties by the start of free agency, which is, of course, just in under three weeks, which is crazy, Maze. It is crazy. And another reason why we think a decision is happening today is because Aaron Rodgers said he wants to make a decision before the franchise tag window closes. Well, today the franchise tag window opens. It closes in two weeks. And again, that is why we expect a decision today. And so, Mace, that's one side of the coin. What if Aaron Rodgers, though, he decides to hang it up and retire or go back to Green Bay? How does that impact the Broncos? And I want to get your opinion on that after I tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook because they are given a can't-miss offer right now, 150 to one odds. And how do you get that? Well, bet $1 on any NBA team to win a game this week. And if they do, you get $150 in free bets. If they win, it is that simple. All you have to do is deposit at least $5 into DraftKings Sportsbook, bet $1 on any NBA team to win. And if they win, you get $150 in free bets. If they win for new customers only, and what a way to start off your account over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you already have an account, check out all of their same game parlays. You can build the best parlay get crazy odds in just one game and DraftKings also has odds boost every single day and it's safe secure reliable making it easy for you with to withdraw your cash anytime you want so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr to get 150 dollars in free bets by betting just one dollar on any nba team to win that's code dnvr over at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba it must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, if you're betting on the games or if you're just a Nuggets and Avalanche fan and you want to watch the games, but you've been shut out of, of being able to see them because of everything going on uh, with uh, the, the television providers, why don't you check out Evoca TV available in the Denver area now? Evoca TV is a totally new paradigm for television delivery that is less expensive, more efficient, offers a superior picture compared to the legacy providers, and their service includes local networks like Altitude Sports and other national channels, and they're growing constantly and adding new channels to their lineup. Evoca is available in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, and Twin Falls, Idaho. In Denver, Evoca TV uses next-gen broadcast technology which allows for vibrant picture quality using far less bandwidth than streaming services using an antenna and evoca smart receiver customers in the, in the denver area can access next gen broadcasts on abc nbc fox and cw and of course they've got altitude sports which if you've been having trouble following the abs the nuggets the colorado rapids the colorado mammoth evoca tv will take care of you plus coverage of the of the Denver Pioneers, baseball, CSU Rams, and more. So how do you sign up for Evoca TV and get on get in on this? Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. It's Evoca, E-V-O-C-A. 
twitch.tv slash DNVR. It's only $25 per month plus the cost of the receiver. No contracts, no hidden fees, and you won't get an increase in your price for two years. So check out Ivaca. Ivaca TV and on that receiver you can rent it for $5 a month or you can purchase it up front for $250 lock stock and barrel but then $25 per month for two years for a television package that includes altitude sports so you can watch your favorite Denver team so check that out Ivaca.tv slash DNVR it's Ivaca.tv slash DNVR and if you want to watch the Nuggets and Avs with your friends and great company, come by and swing by the DNVR bar this week, any week, and you will have an awesome game day experience. And of course, if you're a member, you get a 22-ounce beer for the price of a 16-ounce beer. Just ask for the member beer. You get to hang out with us. And make sure to join our family over at thednvr.com, where you'll get a free T-shirt when you sign up for that annual membership. You'll get all of the perks, including that beer, when you're there. And we would love to have you roll with us and when you do make sure to drop by the comment section leave a comment say hello introduce yourself we would really like to see that all right mace if aaron Rodgers decides to go back to green bay or retire how does that impact the broncos and first i should ask does it impact the broncos differently if he decides to go back to green bay as opposed to retiring mm, not really no yeah. um i think the, the only thing that changes is uh what Green Bay would do at quarterback uh, if he retires rather if, if he retires rather than a, uh, ask for a trade, but because uh, because you can't imagine them going in with Jordan Love, but uh, as the only option. But uh, I think it's 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 pretty minimal. Uh, it's for the Broncos. It's basically six of one, half a dozen of the other. Retire or stay or stay in Green Bay. Either way, he's basically he, he's not on their radar. And then what are the Broncos? And then. What do the Broncos do? That's the question you asked. That's a big one. And it is a big one. And to me, Mace, uh, yikes. If this happens, regardless of if he retires or if he goes back to Green Bay, I think this sets in a bigger picture for the Broncos. It's a bigger gut punch than just losing uh, out on potentially acquiring a future Hall of Fame quarterback. The Broncos can turn and should turn their sights to Russell Wilson uh, and potentially try to get another Hall of Fame quarterback. They should turn their sights on Kyler Murray. But I think this also really makes them open their eyes and realize that it's uh, future Hall of Famer is not just going to fall in your lap that these guys, yes, they're having more freedom these past couple of years and players really are having more power than teams these past couple of years. But even with that, the Broncos have been played by Aaron Rodgers for uh, a, about a year now. And the Broncos don't want to continue to get played by these veteran quarterbacks who are just trying to leverage their teams for more power, for more money. And I think this would really open the Broncos eyes to, to say, man, yes, we're still going to be involved with Russell Wilson if he's available. Yes, we're going to offer for Kyler Murray if he's available, but we need to figure it out without hoping that one of these guys becomes available. We need to either decide to tank this year to get a guy next year in the draft, uh, fall in love with the guy this year in the draft. Because look, Mace, uh, tell me if you disagree with me, but I think Aaron Rodgers was much more likely to become available than, than Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray this year. Yeah. And I, I still think Kyler Murray ends up back in Arizona that there's too much motivation to fix that. Now, Seattle, 
the rumblings that are coming from the Pacific Northwest are that if Seattle trades Russell Wilson, they want something viable at quarterback that means that they're not completely uh, left in the lurch. Mm. And unfortunately, that's where the Broncos would not stack up compared to other teams. And yes, I know that there is a significant chunk of Broncos country that still believes in Drew Locke. I'm here to tell you, you think more of Drew Locke than the rest of the league does. And for example, Philadelphia, if they're in on uh, Russell Wilson, Philadelphia could send back Jalen Hurts in a trade. Uh, Even Washington, a team that's been connected to to Russell Wilson, could send back Taylor Heineke. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, and and – I personally think Drew Locke has much more potential than Taylor than uh, Taylor Heineke, but uh, as do I. Yeah, but around the league, I think there are a lot of pe- a lot of uh, coaches who'd rather have Taylor Heineke than Drew Locke at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, from the body of work, it, it's not crazy to say. Yeah. So, what where does that make you feel about what the next steps are for the Broncos if Aaron is no no longer an option? Well, it's funny because yesterday. Uh, uh, Jeff Legwold, who covers the Broncos for ESPN, he had a piece on kind of the way he detailed kind of the best and worst case offseason scenarios. He said this, and I agree. If we're coming down to it, what, what is the best case scenario for the Broncos? It's fixing the quarterback position for the long haul. The mm-hmm. best case scenario here for Denver is getting your quarterback at number nine and him being the guy for 15 years, yep. rolling the dice and hitting without having to sacrifice draft capital with right. beyond the number nine pick without having to, uh, w- without having a quarterback on a big contract for the next, for the next five years. I mean, you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. He might be a one year deal guy, a and B he's going to cost you $26 million under the cap. So, I mean, if 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 it's not Aaron Rodgers, I think the most prudent thing here is probably Drew Locke as a bridge. Maybe you bring in another veteran as a hedge. And then if you love one of these quarterbacks this year, just pick him at nine. That's if if you love that quarterback. If not, if not, then 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 you then it's how do you get that quarterback in next year's draft when it appears to be a deeper pool? And then you're just basically trying to hang on for the next 12 months. Yeah. You're, 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 you're hundred percent right. The best way to solve your quarterback uh, position is by going in the draft and landing your guy that you develop, that you get the rookie contract for that. You only have to spend one draft pick on, or let's say they really fall in love with the Malik Willis or Sam Howell. And they believe that that guy's not going to be there at nine, then trade one first round pick to go and get him. Mm-hmm. You really hope that is the ideal scenario that you fall in love with a quarterback in the draft, and then you can go and get him. That's what you hope. It just doesn't seem like there's really the quarterbacks to fall in love with this year. And that's what makes it such an interesting, interesting dynamic here is uh, do the Broncos get desperate and take a quarterback that they just like, do they trade up to take a quarterback that they just like, or do they say, we don't, we don't love any of these guys, but we do love, uh, you know, player X that doesn't play quarterback. So we're going to dra- draft him at nine 
And then what do you do at quarterback? I have a hard time finding the Broncos just rolling with Drew Locke and Brett Rippon uh, as their quarterback classes right now or with, with their quarterback room. Uh, but also, what are you going to do? You're going to pay Teddy Bridgewater $25 million in free agency. You're going to take a flyer on Jameis Winston. It's such a weird quarterback mm-hmm. year. And that's why all the attention has been on Aaron Rodgers, has been on Russell Wilson, potentially will be on Kyler Murray. But Mace, I think this would be a brutal realization that it's going to be tough to get one of those guys. And that those guys, unless they're a free agent like Tom Brady was, it's probably not just going to happen like that. So they have the Broncos have to take a step back and say, okay, we're not going to plan on one of those guys. And then the next best way to get your guy is absolutely turning to the draft. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to kind of look at this and uh, look at the market. Let's let's say for example, like you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I really don't I really don't want them to do that. Oh, Let me no, make please, that clear. No. Oh no. Okay. I would much rather if they're going to make that kind of move, I would rather the Broncos sign Jameis Winston or sign Marcus Mariota. Because okay. and what contract are we talking? I'm talking I'm talking to I'm I'm talking for Mariota probably uh two years twenty-five million okay. uh fifteen guaranteed for Jameis Winston coming off the uh, maybe it's the same contract for Jameis Winston. Okay. Uh, and that's just coming off of, of the of the injury for him. And in both cases, you'd be your guarantee would basically mean that it's a one, it would probably mean it's a one year deal effectively. Right. But the reason why I kind of hone in on, on those two rather than Garoppolo, I think that we have seen the, the, I think we've seen all the juice that we're squeezing out of Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he's going to be any more productive, at least with Mariota who has who has worked in, in who has worked in a reasonably similar scheme in, in the past? Uh, it, it, of course, you know with what uh, the, the Titans ran because the Titans, of course, uh, did have uh, Matt Lafleur coaching them back in in twenty as their OC back in twenty eighteen. At least with, with Mariota, he has exposure to that, with, and and Jameis Winston, not the same kind of exposure to this to this scheme. But both, you could see. There's there at least is some potential for them to get better and possibly again, I think it's remote chance, but at least possibly be a long term answer. I don't think Garoppolo has any chance of being a long term answer. I, I, I think we've seen the best of Jimmy G. I think it's possible we could still see more from Mariota and Winston than they've shown in the past. And that's that's why I would rather have them as free agents than Garoppolo. When talking about those two, and it's very interesting because I agree, they could both get a similar type of contract. uh, And and I like kind of the contract you threw out there. It's essentially a one-year, $15 million guaranteed contract with an option Mm -hmm. for a second year. Uh, And with those two guys, of course, one and two drafted in the same draft. And those guys have been essentially benched at times in their career. They have upside. Who do you think has the most upside between those two? Winston. Okay, and I, mean, I completely agree there. Who has who has the highest floor between those two? Oh well, because we've seen the thirty for thirty season with thirty picks for uh, for Jameis Winston. Mariota's floor is higher. I, and, and like when Mariota got benched in twenty nineteen in favor of of Ryan Tannehill, um, 
look, it, first of all, it was the right move for the Titans. And if that happened, of course, right here in Denver. But it was a very Teddy Bridgewater-like stat line that he had to that point. L- lower completion percentage, it was a notch under 60%. Seven touchdowns, two picks, passer rating of 92.3. And with Mariota over, over the years, with the exception of tw- of of uh, of twenty of the twenty seventeen season, he's he's been somebody that you can you can count on to probably have a little roughly around two touch uh, two touchdowns for every one pick, and that's where he was in twenty nine. That's where he was in twenty nineteen. He was also there in twenty sixteen when it looked like his career was uh, going in the right direction. I would expect from Mariota if he was the quarterback a season along the lines of Blake Bortles in Jacksonville in 2017, which wasn't bad. It was maximizing a, 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 a quarter, a, a, a limited quarterback with Jameis Winston. The variance is higher. Jameis in some ways is kind of another, you know, has some drew lock in him in that the very, it's going to be a pretty wild variance, but the ceiling is higher. If you're going for ceiling, you're going for Winston. Right. Now, you, you, you said it right off the bat. He threw 30 interceptions along yeah. with 30 touchdowns in almost, you know, 5,000 yard season. That just shows you his ceiling is incredibly high. His floor is incredibly low. And uh, Mace, you're going to, you're going to try. And I commend you for trying. You're going to try to convince me on Marcus Mariota these next couple of weeks. I'm not buying it as of now, <laughs> but I, I can, I can at least, and I'm not, ex- I'm not thrilled about it, but I can at least get behind the idea of Jameis Winston because what, what am I looking for? I'm either looking for it to take a swing on a guy that can truly become the next star, or I'm looking for someone that can bottom this team out because the worst place to be is that middle ground. And I think Marcus Mariota, you, you set a great comparison, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater was way too good to have this team be really bad. And where this team is right now, they need someone to eat, to, to swing and either hit a home run with or strike out. And I think that can happen with the Jameis Winston. I think it can happen with the drew lock. I think it can happen with a rookie in the first round this year. Now, all of their ceilings and floors aren't the same. I think there's a varying degree there, but that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. And so I can get behind a Jameis Winston, but boy, we go from talking Aaron Rodgers to talking about Jameis Winston, who's coming off. It was an ACL injury he had, right, Mace? Correct. It was. And that's why if we go back to the draft, um, I, if I if if you if if you're not going Malik Willis, who has all the tools but is very raw, if you were taking a if you're taking a swing for the fences pick, you're taking your to me it's Sam Howell because he he's got that beautiful deep ball, but you've got to rebuild his clock his clock in the pocket, or it's Carson Strong or or it's Carson Strong with the arm but uh, no mobility come and uh, coming off the injuries and. Uh, and uh, some maybe and maybe some buzz that he didn't uh, have the greatest interviews down in Mobile uh, at the Senior Bowl. That, so, if if that's what you're if that's what you're doing, great. Of course, the thing is, you've got to swing for the fences quarterback already on the roster. In Drew Lock, mm-hmm. you do. So, are you looking for a contrast uh, there? Are you looking if Drew doesn't work out? Are you looking for somebody who can just kind of come in and steady the ship? Or are you just saying, look, we're just we're just gonna we're just going to go, we're just going to go talent and we're going to go ceiling. And even though the, the floor is potentially low in that case, bring, bring in Winston. Look, 
I, I am, I have never stopped being intrigued by Jameis Winston, <laughs> even though as a Bucks fan, those 30 interceptions in 2019, some of them were absolutely mind numbing. Uh, I'll say this. If you did have a competition between Jameis Winston and Drew Locke, that would be off the chain. That would be wild. I mean, <laughs> you would see in practice every day, some brilliant throws from both some jaw dropping throws. And you yeah. would also see some mind numbing decisions. If you, if you were just letting them go. Now, if you were telling them to kind of play controlled, then kind of like we saw drew lock in a very, very constrained version of the offense late last season, then it might not look all that spectacular, but it might not have all the mistakes that would drive you up the wall. Mace, whichever way this goes, Aaron Rodgers' decision and what the Broncos <laughs> do after that, we're all going to need some Breckenridge beers to get us through either the party that it is getting Aaron Rodgers or potentially being able to trade for him or the sorrow that it is talking about Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston as the best options for the Broncos. And you need to get Breckenridge beer for yourself, whether it's the avalanche beer. I mean, today's a great avalanche beer. It's snowing. It's freezing out. Nothing to warm you up like that. Maybe a little hot peak. Some people like to go for the vanilla Porter Jr. on days like today. And uh, others like to stick with strawberry sky. You can get it all over at Breckenridge Brewery. Of course, you can get that at DNVR bar. And you can also go to their farmhouse and get food there call 303-803-1380 to get food and if you use the code dnvr you'll save five dollars off your food purchase and you can also pick up some beer while you're there or if you are not close to the dnvr bar and you're not close to the breckenridge brewery farmhouse go to breck beer locator on their website to find the nearest breckenridge brewery to you or breckenridge beer where you can get it in a liquor store or a bar it's an awesome website and of course Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer sponsor, is the official beer of DNVR. And of course, what goes better with beer than pizza, right? Nothing. Nothing goes better with beer than pizza. And that's where our friends over at Sexy Pizza have you covered with four Denver locations plus location down in Trinidad, the southern part of Colorado there in Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park and Park Hill in the Denver area. Sexy Pizza has been in the Denver community for 13 years. They're as local as it gets with that New York style pizza, hand tossed deck oven with made from scratch each morning dough. With 12, 16 or 18 inch crusts, Sexy Pizza is sure to be the right fit. Add in all the fixings with wings, salads. We love their salads, pasta, nuts or dessert options. And they've even got vegan options for their pizzas as well. And if you're going gluten-free, 12-inch gluten-free crust. You do that, you've got yourself a can't miss. If you want to order online in the Denver area or down in Trinidad, go to sexy.pizza. It's easy to remember that, sexy.pizza. Check them out. I love their wings. I love, the, I, I love their pepperoni pizza, and I like to get a little garlic on that as well. And, of course, the Italian salads. And you can get all that sexy pizza with four locations in Denver and their newest location down in Trinidad. And Mace, let's hop into the comment section and talk to the people. They have some things they want to get off their chest. And shocking 
it comes a lot with the quarterback position. So let's jump into it. If you want to leave a comment on our podcast, go to the dnvr.com at the top of the page is a podcast tab. Click on that and a drop down menu will appear. Click on Broncos and all of our podcasts that we've ever done will appear. Click on the first one that shows up, scroll to the bottom. And if you're a member, a comment section will appear. That's where you leave your comment for us to read. And let's do that right now. First one coming in from, and oh, by the way, Drew Locke stands on Twitter. Be like, if we draft a franchise quarterback that plays for 15 years, then maybe we develop Drew at the same time. And he takes us to the Super Bowl in 2037. Drew is done in Denver after this year. I hope he goes and balls somewhere else, but we got to let that dream die. Yeah. And here's the other thing as well. If, if you bring him back after this year as, as a backup, it's it's not going to be at a rookie contract. It's not it's not going to be at a very friendly de- at a very friendly deal. So, really, what ends up happening is you probably start the cycle again with another younger backup. Like let's say let's say Aaron Rodgers does become a, a Denver Bronco, then are you better off with Drew Locke as the backup quarterback and continuing to develop him? Would Drew Locke even want to come back knowing he's behind Aaron Rodgers, or would he rather go somewhere else and compete for the job as well? It just, it's one of those things where it doesn't really add up to where if he's still the backup, he's around after this season. Exactly. And that's why this year it would make sense if, if he were to be Aaron Rodgers backup moving forward. I mean, unless you saw incredible improvements in, uh, in practice and you promised him the starting job, which you're just not going to do. I mean, that that's the scenario where it would have to happen. And you're, you're going to give Aaron Rodgers everything he would need in order to compete this year. Uh, and so that would not be giving reps to Drew Locke. So I totally see where you're coming from. And oh, by the way, next one coming in from Lou Drock, my boys. At the same time as you'll be reading this comment, Rodgers could very well be on the Pat McAfee show revealing all. Now, let's say everything goes how we want it to and Rodgers winds up in Denver. Do you think Peyton will make any moves to try and regain draft capital? For example, trade one of Sutton, Patrick, or Judy. There are still issues to fix at edge and right tackle in particular. Could we see any Broncos sacrifice to try and get back some draft picks slash free up more cap space? Cheers, Charlie. Great question. It's a great question and let's say this, if they trade for Aaron Rodgers, I think you would see at least one player sent to green Bay in lieu of draft capital. Like let's say green Bay says they want uh, three first round picks. Well, if you saying Jerry Judy in the trade, he replaces the first round pick, right? That's the, right. that's the kind of thing that I think you could, you could see a pl- a player going instead of a pick if that makes any sense. But the question is, are there any other deals that could be made? Uh, that's that's interesting, especially if you do get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams ends up being a part of that as well. That's that's another thing to think about. Yeah, and, and I think it's a great question, Lou Drock, but let's say the Broncos only give up picks in order to get Aaron Rodgers and they have all of these players on their team. I don't think they're going to move on from a top player in order to get a draft pick to then add a rookie to this team, because that would almost be taking a step back in terms of the win. Now, would you rather have Jerry Judy or a, 
uh, a rookie edge. I, I think you'd rather have Jerry Judy, especially with Aaron Rodgers, and you accept that the edge position is going to be much weaker than it has been the past couple of years, but you say that the offense is just going to be so dynamic. So I totally see where you're coming from. It's a great question. I just, that it would be taking a step back from a win now move, which doesn't make sense. Exactly. Next one from Melbourne Bronco says, hi guys, as discussed yesterday, if Denver drafts a non-quarterback at nine, riding with Locke puts us around the number nine pick again next year. He's not bad enough for pick number one. It's a tough call. And with Aaron Rodgers' Instagram post, I think he's retiring. He wouldn't have thanked Hackett if he planned to move on from or move to Denver. That's my guess anyways. Cheers. Good question. Good question. Um, can you answer this? I have to step away for just about 60 seconds or so. Yeah. And, and I, I do think it's, it's a good question. I do have Melbourne Bronco. What, what has drew lock showed you that proves he's too good for the Broncos? I'm not saying he, they, the Broncos will get the number one overall pick uh, if drew lock started, but what shows you that he's too good for the Broncos uh, to land a top five pick? We certainly have seen flashes from drew, but if those flashes, if he were to start an entire 17 game season, are those flashes going to win the Broncos four games? Or are you saying that they could win the Broncos seven? Because what if he flashes in four games? Like we saw him flash against Houston. Like we saw him flash against the Carolina Panthers. Like we saw him flash against the the Chargers in the fourth quarter in that comeback two years ago. Then yes, he's certainly going to win a, a couple of games on his own. But what if those flashes are one every four games? Then you are talking about four, four or five wins. Uh, so I'm not there ready to say that Drew Locke is consistent enough to make the Broncos not have a top five pick. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, while he did not have those mega flashes that Drew Locke has, one thing that Teddy had was consistency. He was going to be consistent enough to get the Broncos to be, you know, right around a top 10 pick. Uh, and, and I totally see what you're saying about Nathaniel Hackett's Instagram uh, or Aaron Rodgers' Instagram post mentioning Nathaniel Hackett and how that doesn't necessarily point to him coming to the Broncos. I did think it was interesting that the picture he posted with Matt LaFleur, uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's just kind of like Matt LaFleur just happened to be in the picture. Aaron Rodgers is like pointing to a camera as it looks like they're walking onto a plane and Matt LaFleur just happens to be ahead of him. The one with uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers uh, has his arm around him and they're taking a picture with a couple of other teammates. So it definitely shows you that uh, <laughs> how Aaron Rodgers feels about those two. I do think he likes Nathaniel Hackett more. Next one coming in from Peyton Manning, YT. My boys, what's good just wanted to say congrats to drew lock on his engagement i hope all is well for him and i hope he gets a chance at a starting job next season with denver or not and yes absolutely congratulations to drew he and his now fiance natalie got engaged i believe in florida on the beach uh over this past weekend uh and very very happy for those two Next yeah. one, winning, I, winning at the important parts of life. Winning is certainly yes. personal life uh, going very well. He's got somebody to to share that with, and uh, somebody who, by all accounts, is a uh, is a good person. So, congratulations to congratulations to both Drew and Natalie on uh, on their engagement. And uh, you know, it's football ain't all life. 
That's all. That's the thing. Exactly. So very happy for those two. And next one and last one coming in from Howler Bro Surf says, have either of you ever felt you had to stop cheering for a team you liked or has a team ever lost you? If so, what caused this breakup? Maybe more for Mace and his eternal team wisdom. Ha ha. All right, Mace, we need that eternal wisdom. Well, I've actually got a little bit of experience with this now. Um, before I, my family moved to Tampa in 1987, I was a Washington fan. And I, I went to Bucks games and I pulled for them, but I never really, I never stopped pulling for Washington in the years that followed. And certainly when Washington and the Bucks played, it would be a little bit, a little tough. It, it would tug at my heartstrings a little bit, but then Daniel Snyder came in and oh. started to change things and things uh, turned for the worse and gradually because of that, any lingering affection that I had for the team now known as the Washington Commanders evaporated because not only just you lost hope in the team, but also the the awful things that uh, that he was doing. And we learn more and more about what sort of, uh, you know, what sort of twisted things have gone on in, in the Washington organization. And that's why I always say. If your ownership is terrible, it is okay to step away from a team. And I think for a lot of people, uh, that's that's a valid point. And I can even point to also in hockey, Tampa Bay Lightning. There, there were a couple. There have been a couple of ownership groups that were completely incompetent, and I found myself losing my faith in the team. The problem is, if the ownership is terrible, that can affect that can affect the team for generations. And that's why, yeah. beyond, I say that this day could be the most impactful day in terms of on field because the most impactful day in terms of off field this year, and maybe for the whole Bronco organization is when we find out who the new owner or owners are going to be. Yeah. I mean, the, there's no doubt Mace that when you rank uh, these, the three important decisions that the Denver Broncos have this year in terms of finding a new owner, getting a new head coach and finding a quarterback ownership is absolutely the most important one for the long term. Now for the short term for this year, in my opinion, quarterback is the most important one. And that's the one that we can really put a, 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 a we can put our, our fingers on and say, this is good. This is bad. It's going to be really hard to do that with an owner. That's going to take years for an owner to build or lose a fan base's trust. Uh, but there, there's no doubt today is a very important day for the Broncos this year, because we know if the Broncos have Aaron Rodgers, that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. If the Broncos miss out on Aaron Rodgers, well, they're stuck talking about uh, a bad rookie quarterback class. They're talking about maybe, maybe Russell Wilson will force a trade. Maybe Kyler Murray's will, will deteriorate his relationship with the Cardinals. Uh, or we're talking about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, but an owner is certainly the person that is going to, to be more important for, for the long haul. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, you're hoping that you can hit on both, but um, if, uh, and that's another thing I think for our conversation will be interesting if the, if it's, if Aaron Rodgers is off the table today. And I do think that, and then at that point, we're talking about quarterbacks who are stop gaps and really then it becomes more about the owner being the whole thing that pivots this off season more than yep. anything else. Yep. You're hundred yeah. percent right. And we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is about to completely pivot 
our off season and everything we talk about. Make sure to stay tuned to thednvr.com for everything you need to know about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but also introducing and meeting the Broncos new coordinators. What defensive scheme are the Broncos are going to run? What is Justin Outen going to bring to the offense? And Dwayne Stukes, how does he bring stability to Denver's special teams? Mason and I are going to have you covered with everything you need to know. And you know, we'll be right here if any big time news breaks that we need to be here. Otherwise, we will talk to you tomorrow. We'll be back on YouTube. So make sure to tune in live at noon on Wednesday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to an audio only pod. For Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Have a terrific Tuesday. Stay warm outside and enjoy the big day. Flying cotton